Hi and welcome to the Journal of a Marketing Agency. Listen in as we chat about challenges we faced, insights into the latest marketing topics, and thoughts on productivity and growth. Okay, so let's let's touch on um, social but organic social because it's something that it's open to everybody, which is I think why small businesses and big businesses it's it's there. But as we've seen and clients have seen and everyone seems to see, and we've said, organic social is dead. It's not completely dead, but you can't expect your Instagram fit followers just to go up and up and up and up based on the content you're putting out. No. I, I really hope this episode gives a lot of value to people because big brands, small brands alike, anywhere in between, so many have got the wrong uh, idea. Mm when it comes to social now. Yeah. So what do you um, think they're doing wrong? I think there is definitely uh, a view that social is still the place to get active on there and mm. you'll see those followers increase and you'll see the stuff go out. Use the right hashtags and, and you'll get yeah. more followers and all that Absolutely, stuff. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and then there's the other school of thought uh, who have resigned to the fact that uh, organic social is dead and we'll go into why yeah. it's dead in a minute um, but there's another school of thought that, well it's dead so we're just, just you, we're just filling the gaps really just doing yeah. it because we've got to every day we'll, um, we'll put something out there, it, some, some product picture with some features and benefits again same old stuff yeah. um, or, or the uh, the obligatory you know yearly holidays like our yeah. happy mother's day happy and generic happy day. mother's day but nothing nothing no real, context no value no value there. yeah um so going back, we said, why is social dead? Organic social. So the when social networks really took off, it was obviously anything that you did on there was mm. generally seen by people. So yeah. if you like something, if you comment on something, if you share mm. something, um, you're sharing it uh, with your followers. There's still that to an extent if you mm. physically share something. Yeah, I, mean, um, I suppose yeah, it used to be if you had... 20 followers and you shared it, those 20 people saw what you shared, as yeah. the simplest terms. Yeah. And if you, even if you liked something, yeah. it would say, Rob Lyon likes this. Yeah. And it would show me, because I'm your friend on social, yeah. it would show me that you like that and then I would see that. Yeah. Um, and so likes and shares were what we call vanity metrics because yeah. they were, um, it was likes, shares, followers was key. Um, and along the line, that has now gone away. It's gone mm. away for some, some time now, um, ultimately because, mainly for brands... Oh, that's in a shot, but we'll move it. Anyway. <laughs> uh, mainly for brands. Yeah. Um, because, ultimately, they want brands to pay for exposure. So it's very much a pay-to-play yes, game. Yes, Boosting yeah. posts became a thing. Yeah, if you want everyone that follows you to see this, you're going to have to boost it. Yeah, which some yeah. people naively, well, not naively, it's not for everyone to to understand, but there is still a view of some. If I every day I do a social media post, everyone that follows me is seeing said post. Yeah, and there are even even the share features now are mm. being removed from the likes yeah. of Facebook, Instagram. You know, it's hard to share a brand's post. Yeah. Um, you, on, on Instagram, you can share something to stories, but it's very, yeah. very difficult to. Yeah. S- if I see a post 
by a company and I want to share that on my own feed, yeah. that is very, very difficult for me to do. Yes. Because again, that brand in Facebook's eyes, uh, who are obviously own Instagram, um, that brand shouldn't be getting that, they should be paying for that exposure. Yeah, pay for the privilege. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's very much the, the situation now. But that doesn't mean that all is lost. No. So so this is where I'm saying about the some people just resigning to that point saying, well, there's no point doing social then. Mm. Well, there's no point doing social of any value. Yeah. Um, equally, like I say, on the other side of it, I'm a new startup, started a new business, got to get on social, got to start putting out loads of real, loads of stuff every day, multiple posts a day, mm. you know, getting all that content out there because people are going to see it, they're going to like it, they're going to share it. And it's just going to grow, 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 grow. Even it, even a viral spike now mm. does not guarantee that suddenly you're rocketing and you're yeah. on your way. No. It's a spike. It's exactly what it is. Yeah, I think you're, you're absolutely bang on. And I've even in the influencer marketing space, though that's why you should not always look at the number of followers your influence you're going to work with has. Because the same will apply to them when they post things on their feed. Only a percentage of those people. It depends on how engaged audiences are with their content. Again, going to your point, which we'll touch on in a minute, is how you should be putting things on your in your various feeds and grids and the like. But yeah, it used to be the day, you know. God, uh, I don't know how many, many followers Kim Kardashian's got now, but say she's got 20 million as an example. It used to be she puts your product on, 20 million people will see it. I bet it's a, a tiny percentage of that now. Well, there was, there's also... Uh, the algorithm yeah. um, in terms of what gets shown to people. Mm. Because again, the days uh, gone past uh, of Facebook and, and the like, mm. uh, everything was timeline order. Yeah. You'd look at your timeline and you would see the posts that people yeah, had put yeah, up there. That is now curated. It's curated by Facebook. And the way that they curate it is based on your other engagement. Yeah. So if I like everything that you post... Mm it will always show me things that you post yeah. top. Yeah. If I Even if I follow you, but I never engage with you, I never really stop, and as I'm mm. scrolling through the feed, I never really stop to look at your pictures, I don't like it or anything like yeah. that, um, then it'll just, it just won't show me them. So I can be following someone and not see anything that they post. You often find, again, you're, you're looking, people listening to it realise it themselves when they suddenly see something from a friend. But they, if you, then if you look in the engagement, it's had lots of likes, it's had lots and lots of comments. So they think, oh, this might be the algorithm. They think this might be applicable to you because four other people within your social network did like it. So then they show it to you. So they, again, we'll get on it in a second. But that's where, yeah, where there's engagement within, it's engagement is everything, isn't it? That's the point we're going to come to. In the, for anything organic, if your post is a, is engaging and it's, community base which we'll get on in a second as well so it's it's serving a purpose and getting creating conversation it will just give much more likely that you'll get that that others will see that who otherwise wouldn't yeah so so the, the the point that the point for me is that social now the role of social is changing mm. in the sense that it is still important to new prospects yeah. it is still important to potential customers mm. um, to a wider audience. Yeah. Um, it's incredibly important to your current audience. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that it's still important to new audiences, even though you might not, uh, your posts, your activity might not organically get shown to those people, mm. is that if you are doing ads, yeah. 
or other types of marketing that drive people to your social feed, mm. the, the, the quality of the stuff that's on there, yeah. uh, when we talked about you know, story mm. and, and, and being authentic in, in, in the, the, the storytelling episode, um, if that kind of stuff is there, mm. then they'll see that there's more to, the, to, the, to your business than the ad that they've just seen, which yeah. says there's an offer on or something like that. Yeah, it builds a bigger picture. Social now is a is a uh, a tool to be used as a as a part of the bigger marketing mix. Yeah, I think yeah, because again, you'd have very. Just, I can't get across how little time you have to get through to somebody if they first engage with your brand. If they appear on your feed and there's either nothing there, or what's there is. Even to how it looks, it should still look nice. You can, if you want to do that more authentic behind the scenes stuff, put that in your stories and so on and so on. But you'll be judged often by those first n- Instagram example, the first nine pictures in your grid. Or you always need to bear in mind that that's the first impression most people have of you. So potentially, you, often, you know, if you've been, if you've been, if you've seen an ad on Instagram, you think, oh, you click shop now or learn more, whatever you click on. There's a there's a job there to make sure. They will look to see that other people are interested in this product too. Not they're not looking there to be sold to even more. Yeah. They're looking for reassurance that they've not yeah. stumbled across some spammy product. This is a real thing. Oh, and other people are buying it, and they clearly they look after their customers. And I think this is one of the mistakes that the bigger brands make mm. is that they they are uh, using social to. Um, fill the gaps with yeah. other sales messages, mm-hmm. um, stuff that's not really engaging. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just one of those things that they start to see that oh, we, ju- we just got to do it because it's there. I think it comes down with, yeah, it's, it's, it's a laziness that I can see where it will come from. It's based on they can mm. be lazy because their revenues and profits and things are so high. But actually think how much better it could be with giving the dedication and time to communicate in a better way. Yeah. So, so you know, mm. those big brands shouldn't give up on social. No. You know, it, it they shouldn't be, okay, well, it, it's not going to make us grow massively, so why bother with it? Mm. Um, what it does do is it helps for customer retention. I think, the big, mm. you know, the bigger you are, the more customers you've got. Yes. Um, if those customers are fans, yeah, then, you know, social is a massive tool for that customer retention. We all know mm. it's easier to sell to an existing customer or yeah. it easier to, to keep an existing customer coming back yes. uh, than it is to get a new customer. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, if you play it right, you don't have to be as salesy with those existing customers as no. you do with new. Well, you shouldn't really. No. Again, those people, people have no patience for being sold to um on, on, on their feed you know they are, people are used to seeing ads now it's mm. something that we've come accustomed to it's something that we just have to accept yeah, I mean if you're yeah if you've done a very genuine piece of content in your feed about a product tag, tag the product so people can find it and choose for themselves if they want to make a purchase but don't ram it down their throats it's to sell to sell, be, sell it's got to be a value adder mm. it's got to add value to uh, someone who's using the product or someone who's looking to use the product yeah. uh, or someone who's just interested in that world. If, if you know, if I bought a uh, gaming laptop and mm. I'm into gaming in general, then mm. I would expect the, the manufacturer of that gaming laptop to be um, 
adding value in ways, letting me know about latest news or updates or things that could make my yeah. experience. Yeah, I'm not a massive gaming laptop person, but <laughs> I, yeah. if you if you were, if, if you if you were, then I assume that you would be you would follow. Um, Razer, I think, is the people that make our laptops, yeah. which are which are happy to be gaming laptops as well. Um, if you follow Razer, I mm. would ex- I would expect that you should see uh, content that adds value, whether mm. it's events, whether it's some snippets of information, insights, ways to tweak their computers for it to be, to be better, a clarity on picking the right one out of the range, mm. and you can see where it, they're not so specifically businesses, but think of individuals that you do follow. On, I think like Joe Wicks is probably the ultimate example of someone who he didn't try and thrust books down people's throats to buy. What he did do is every day show people a quick, you know, for free. He gave away the value of this is me making this was it minute meal in a comment was it fifteen minutes whatever it was. Yeah. And but he did that day in day out. He didn't. And then when he did do the sell six months later, because I've got a book. Well, guess what, people. Liked him, they were grateful of everything they've been given, and then you can sell. You've got to be, you know, it's, again, it comes back to the authenticity, but you've got to give something away. It's kind of, you know, give, 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 sell. Give, 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 give. And the giving doesn't have to be giving away things physically, it's giving a- entertainment, it can be giving information, it can be giving in so many ways. But the people that do it really well, I mean, Joe Wicks is probably the best example of this because he's, you know, all of his, you don't have to buy his apps and his courses and things it's all lots of it's on youtube for free but because he does give so much across his social media channels when he does if you had a choice between personal trainer a and personal trainer b you probably go with joe wicks because yeah. he's entertained you and you know, again if you look at his content it's not even all fitness and food it's his family he's quite a funny guy he's big yeah. f- i mean you probably yeah. even know he's yeah. a big fan of the office so he puts funny little you know david brent little quips in there and they're funny yeah he's not tried to be anybody else yeah. he's just putting out regular interesting content for his exist. he's not really thinking about getting new people on he's yeah. satisfying and entertaining the people that he has yeah. and by default they will then maybe share some of what he's done they will speak to friends and so on and so on and guess what his followers go up accordingly yeah. and that's when people get it wrong is they think this is just a place to if I'm selling I've got Buxton Water we should be sponsored by Buxton Water I mentioned them last time <laughs> Buxton Water if all they did every day was put another picture of Buxton Water Saying today our water, you know, still naturally rising from the green and pleasant land of the Peak Districts. If there was just that message day in, day out across the feed, not bothered. But if they were putting out content about um, in their feed about their recycling, how they've got these new policies on recycling, and how they do this and how they yeah. do that, who's involved in the process, yeah. you just you build warmth again. There's a bit of an overlap with the story um, podcast we did, but there's an overlap. Yeah. Social is where you put your stories and don't think of it as a means to grow. I was going to say story and authenticity yet again yeah, it shines it through. But the, one of the things you said there was was um, about, you know, you, you give, 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 and then sell. Yeah. You can flip it on its head as well. Mm. So uh, when we're thinking about small businesses, new mm-hmm. startups, yeah. uh, and uh, you know, certainly the belief um, that, again, Social will will will. That's mm. how they're going to grow. Yep. It's through social. Everyone's going to like 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 like, and that means that other people all like 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 like. That, no, that that doesn't that doesn't happen. Mm. Very very rarely. Um, there is LinkedIn, which we will talk about yeah. a little bit later, because there is still a, a level of organic growth on there. Um, but if you're the small business, uh, again, 
you know, there's a lot of small businesses that rely on the Facebook ad mm-hmm. platform, yeah, um, or any ads of sorts. And if that ad drives that ad, ad will be selling generally, yeah, but then that drives to the social profile, like you said, mm. and on there, if there is then extra value that give 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 stuff, that paints, like I say, that paints that bigger picture that oh, actually. I'm going back to the laptop thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've been sold to that there's this new laptop and it's really high spec and it's going to be great for running my mm. latest games. Um, if I then go onto that, if I click through and I go onto the the social feed, um, or just dig and, do, and 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 end up seeing their social yeah. content, and that content talks about how there's community events and how there's uh, extra uh, there's, there's up free updates and there's you know mm. extra things that that maybe come with a laptop or different ways yeah. it can be used and those kind of things suddenly that goes oh wow i'm not just buying a cold hard product here from a cold hard sales ad yeah. i'm actually buying into uh, a bigger picture i'm buying into extra value here that the mm. company's going to give me and that's again that's what it's all about that's where social really works now is to is to add value to those an alarm going off. Sorry, podcast. This is why it's natural. Alarms aren't silent. Apologies. I'm back. This is why it's authentic. <laughs> so should you just cut it out? I'll cut it, or we can just leave it in. <laughs> anyway, um, no, you're absolutely spot on. I think that's. I think what's difficult is it, you, I don't want to put very small businesses off creating a small community. It's not wasted. Never, never would I suggest you don't do social. It's it's a must, really. What it is is understanding what you're trying to sell. Again, it's it's what it's it's just business one of what you're trying to sell, who you're trying to sell it to, and what problem are you solving for those people. It's very different if you're Mrs. Miggins Bakery selling to the local people of rugby. Again, for example, where I live, your requirements of that platform are completely different for Coca-Cola, who've got you know millions and billions of pounds. Their job is probably just to keep re-emphasizing the Coca-Cola brand. Mrs. Miggins actually is, hello, today I, I sell these cakes and would you like some, please? You've got a, it, there's not one rule for one rule for others. I think where people get it wrong is they look at what Coca-Cola are doing. Think, well, that must be the right thing to do because they're doing it and they're how successful they are. But you're, if you're not Coca-Cola with that brand and everything else that goes into their marketing, mm. just treating it as a, a sales platform like something like that can it's a massive mistake. Mm. You've got to work out where you are in your business journey and then put the right content for your audience. There's no two audiences the same. There's no two products the same. There isn't a one size fits all. Then what I would always advise people to do is look at businesses that are a bit like you in their, in where they are in their journey and then sort of learn from each other. Look at what other people... And I'm a, I'm a big believer in creating... You, I think you'll touch on is the community nature of social. And actually, there's enough sales in the world to actually, you know, if you've got a competitor in that space that you like what they're doing, comment on it and like it. Mm, mm. Because guess what? People will, A, it shows that you're a brand that is celebrating other people's success, but people might read down in the comments and see that Mrs. Miggins Bakery said, well done to Collins Bakery up the road, and they might discover you that way. It's about, it's more of a, it's a community-driven ecosystem yeah. now well, th- there's a few things you mentioned there i think i think there's a there's a touch on that generally more often than not there's more no- than enough business to go around yeah um so where people are in competition they're, they're usually not 
Mm. You know, we, we obviously run Coors Coffee, yeah. and we're not worried about other coffee companies stealing our business. No. Uh, and, and equally, we're not going out to steal any other coffee companies' no. business because there's ultimately mi- thousands of coffee companies and millions of coffee drinkers yeah. uh, who also try all different coffees. Yeah. So, so the, the, you know, generally the yeah. the the slice of the pie is is, is big enough to, to feed everyone, but. Um, but yeah, the community, uh, like I say, the community thing is is really important. The community thing is really important because think longer term with it. Again, mm. for the smaller brands, uh, we said that social uh, growth, uh, organic growth, is dead. Mm. What isn't dead is people sharing themselves. Yeah, and I think that if you can if you can get fans, if you can transition yeah. uh, your customers into fans who mm. do avidly follow, comment, like, those kind of things on your on your content. Yes, that's not going to get seen anywhere else, but they're clearly engaged. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe engaged enough that you can get to a point where you can ask them to share something, Yeah, where you can actually engage with them and say, please, you know, so many brands will say, if you like this product, please leave a review, those kind yeah. of things, you know. And, and user-generated content we've mentioned before is really, really important, yeah. really key uh, yeah. to getting your brand message out there. That's not dead. No. So, you know, this is why influencer marketing works really yeah. well. And generally with an influencer marketer, you've got to pay or, or send some free samples or something like that. But actually, if, you're, if your product is good enough, if your business is good enough mm. and your customers love your product there's not much incentive that they need to actually share things themselves. Yeah, and again, we, we had them um, kind of crossing over some of the episodes slightly, but in terms of the story part again, if you're helping, if there's a if there's a problem that you solved for your customer, and it could be, you know, they were, look, they were struggling to find a cleaning product that cleaned a certain stain on a work surface. Well, if you, your product solved that problem and it cleaned that said stain, well, guess what? They'll want to share... You solved that problem. They're euphoric. They're happy. You, yeah. It worked. Yeah. They might. They'll then. T- they might take a photograph of that and tag you on their Instagram. And guess what? You. Yes, you don't see. See Instagram story, but yes, not every one of their followers will see it. But they will have a level of engagement, and if that, they will then see that and they think, if it hasn't been paid for and it's authentic and you have solved a problem, you think, oh, that's good. And yeah. next time you have a stain on the work surface, you might give that brand some yeah. some time. You mentioned story, you know, again, people love to tell stories. So mm. all they need is an excuse to ch- share something that they yeah. really like, that they're really into, um, that that maybe has some kind of extra benefit that they didn't mm. think about or some kind of twist there. You know, it, people love to share that kind of stuff. Mm. And um, we, can we see it with, um, with Cause, the coffee company's example. Daily people share in their stories, they tag us on them making coffee because they're enjoying yeah. the product. Yeah. If you're enjoying the product, it's something that you like, you will. You know, and I, I feel if I had something, I can't think the last time I tagged a brand in anything, I'm not probably a big one to do that necessarily. But equally, if I've, because I'm not one, you know, if I had a new pair of trainers that I loved, I wouldn't say, oh, look at my trainers. I'm not really wired that way. But if there was something that I generally thought was brilliant, I'd probably do it with like drink food like you you and I will tag up if we, we both like craft beer for example if I see one I really like the can look really cool I really yeah. enjoyed it yeah. guess what and I won't and I don't know what compels us to tag the business but I always tend to Yeah, it's almost as if you want to some, there's something in us in our DNA to want to I don't know 
I give a little nod to the the business to the business because I'm, I'm sharing it. I'm sharing it with either. you more so. Yeah, because I know Simon will look at this picture. He likes to see the different craft beers, but I always think, and there's a little bit of vanity when that business then reposts your thing. You're like, oh, Brewdog shared my picture. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's because th- that person is a fan. Yeah, so to have. Brewdog share one of their pictures in their yeah. stories gives you a buzz. It's because you're a, a Brewdog fan, and that's what Brewdog have got to the point of, mm. uh, of doing that. That's that's the hard work that they've done in their social content, which is very good. Yeah. Um, because they will post, um, you know, j- j- uh, the owner of the business, the, the, mm. the guy who started the company, yeah. will post two cans yeah. and say, "We're doing a new beer. We don't know what to call it. What do you think? Or yeah. what do you think of these designs and those kind of things?" Yeah. Um, again, community. They've actually brought in the customers um, into into their decision making, into their uh, into their content, um, mm. and that's it's really powerful. Uh, when you can do that, yeah. If yeah. the customer is choosing the next product, oh, wow, what a way to get some yeah. some buy in early, and yeah. also it's just very smart. Yeah. I trust you know a focus group of fifteen people around a table, which would how it would have been done once upon a time. Just go out and ask your customers if they say oh, I don't like either. Well, yeah. go back to the drawing board. Yeah, don't waste all that time and effort and money. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Um, so, so like I say, I think social is it. It's just changed, and I don't see that many people talking about how you should correctly approach social. No. Um, and and actually, uh, it has got massive value. Yeah, you're not going to see the growth that you once saw back in the day mm. with the organic likes and shares and things like that. You are going to have to pay for that exposure on those social media platforms. Yeah, but social is actually. Uh, it's a it's a great way of backing up, uh, you know, adding it into your general marketing in terms of a sales yeah. point with the added value. Yeah, um, it's a great way of building community. It's a great way of talking with customers. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything that you should, do, everything that you do on there should be, it should add value and yeah. it should be quality. Um, yeah, to to the, to the end user. Because they only follow you. Again, people haven't got patience to be sold to in their feed. They no. already see enough ads when you scroll through. They, they, yeah. they, they follow you because they value your content. Yeah. And I think you said before, there's, it's a, there is a dying... Organic is dying, but there are emerging... Whenever they, When you're an early adopter to a platform, they rely on organic because they, have, they need people on that platform. They, you know, t- TikTok's probably the best example that exploded. Organic reach on TikTok was vast. Mm. It's only now that they've got enough of people on their platform. Mm. Organic's massively reduced because there's a lot, huge audience there. They want businesses to pay to get in front of those people. Yeah. And it's no surprise that I've had emails from TikTok yeah, saying, really TikTok for business, uh, you know, set up your accounts, get advertising on TikTok. You know, they're, they're obviously targeting um, businesses who are using, you know, advertising on other Facebook, yeah. uh, uh, other social media platforms. Um, yeah. But they're now pushing that as well. Pinterest have done the same. Pinterest yeah. uh, it is really pushing on the on the Pinterest for business side as well because they can see as an opportunity to limit that so that organic growth, make people pay for it. Mm. And um, obviously, as we said um, LinkedIn is probably the only place of a established platform that still allows that organic. It's not again. It's not as big as it used to be, but there is still an element of organic reach able. Amazingly, mm. amazingly. LinkedIn, if you like a post from anyone mm. on LinkedIn, if your settings are so you yeah. know, to share things, uh, unless you've got your privacy locked down and things, um, your settings, sharing settings locked down. But generally, if you like something, 
whether it be a brand, whether it be a, another user, yeah. whether it be a group post or, or an event or something, yeah. your network will see that. A lot of people don't realise that. Mm. Um, so, I- again, if you put a post onto LinkedIn, mm-hmm. I like it, people will see yeah. uh, that I like your post and yeah. they'll see you. So mm. while it lasts, because it won't last, no. surely not, um, while it lasts, if you are operating business to business or even business to consumer, but in a kind of businessy yeah, way, because you, uh, you you don't, it's different content on LinkedIn. It should yeah. be different content. Is a business. Everyone's a consumer, which is the point, isn't it? Yeah. People but may it be on LinkedIn from a business perspective, but they still buy products for themselves yeah. in a yeah. normal life. Uh, and uh, but if you are operating in any way uh, in that space mm. uh, using LinkedIn, know that there is still that that organic content. So, yeah. for instance, from a Playfair point of view, yeah, we we want Playfair um, to to grow. We want more people yeah, to see yeah. the Playfair content. Of course. So we, uh, I I like things that Playfair post. Yeah. Uh, or I'll post from my own feed, and then. Playfair will repost it or Playfair will like it or yeah. something like that because then people can see that there's that engagement there. Yeah. Um, I, we know right now, this latest episode of the podcast, if we, when we put it onto LinkedIn, mm-hmm. if we just put it on Playfair, v- very few people would see it because yeah. we, you know, the people we, that follow Playfair would. Yeah. So we're, we're, yeah. we're new. But, um, but we know that if we post it ourselves as well, mm. we'll get a lot more people to see yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, because uh, people, that, that's kind of what you do on LinkedIn. You kind of follow people, probably more than brands, I would say. Again, people, again it, the, the same principles that apply on every other platform apply on LinkedIn is people don't want to be sold to within LinkedIn. They, they'd rather see, you know, behind the scenes elements of the business or an interesting article that might help someone. You still got to entertain, yeah. help, yeah. educate. If you go straight in trying to sell to people, then everything you do on LinkedIn, people won't be engaged with it. And yeah. if they did follow you as a person or or link in with you or your business, they'll just decide not to because I'm sick of seeing this person's things. All they're trying to do is sell to me. Yeah, It's still, a gr- I mean, I, what I think one of the greatest things I've seen with LinkedIn is that during the pandemic, so many people lost their jobs. And there's this incredible community of people trying to help each other. There's There could be 50 people all without jobs, but they're, even though they're all looking for a job they've appreciated that they're much stronger together this reach and when one gets a job the other 49 aren't doom and gloom they're celebrating the person that got a job and they're sharing it and so there is again it's community it's engagement it's about adding value the same rules apply good thing with LinkedIn though is you could still have a post things can go viral because if I did a post that you liked and you shared it, and everybody was so good that everyone that you that follows you liked it. It can yeah. do that. That that option is there, and you do see that. that I will post something, and if that post gets a lot of likes, mm. uh, a lot of comments, uh, suddenly you get that you get a few more mm. people connect with you that because they're connected to the people that liked your post. That, like I say, that doesn't exist now on on any other of the big social media platforms. Um, so that's still a place to do it. But again, I still would say it's not a sales tool uh, no. in terms of a cold, hard sales tool. No. Uh, it's not going to explode your growth overnight. Um, it, it's, it's a value adder. It's, mm. it's part of your bigger plan uh, to, to engage your customers, to onboard new customers, mm. to and instill trust, to instill relationships. Yeah. 
um, mm. uh, to look uh, like a responsible brand, maybe a, a thought leader. Yes, thought um, leadership's quite a big. That one kind of things, you know. So, so yeah, absolutely. Yeah, people go on LinkedIn for that kind of if information. You can. Yeah. No, I think again, it, and it always will evolve, and that's the key. And where what we'll try and do is we'll we look for you know, there will you know there will be new social media platforms. Meaning we will talk about Clubhouse another time. It's is it a social media platform? I don't quite know. It's you know, I don't know what you we won't even go into it. We haven't got time right now, but we will. But there will be new platforms where you can be an early adopter and you can win. So we'll, we always you know we review if we. From our clients' perspective and our own, where is our time and money best put? Yeah. And as you can see, people are drifting away from the Facebook platform for lots of reasons because it's because there's new emerging ones that service them better. And that's, you know, you need to make sure that you're engaged with the right platforms at the right time, with the right content, with the right budget. It's just, you know, we could get boring. In and and again, the nuts and bolts. People are curating their feed more yeah. and more. Yeah. Um, you know, following the things that they really want to follow, that they really uh, find value. Because again, mm. when you're scattered, when your feed is scattered with ads every few posts, you want the things in between those ads to be of good quality, of good value to you. Yeah, and I guess one of the... Um, is, is it a social media? Yeah, it is. YouTube is one I think we should touch on really briefly. I'm a massive user of YouTube, I think. But again, the people that entertain me, the people I go and see. But in terms of the organic part, if you subscribe to a channel, you don't get notified of every new video that that channel... If you don't ask, add the bell icon and be asked to be notified, and you can ask... It can be for every video or certain some videos. People think, oh, I, I subscribe to Peter McKinnon, an example. He's a photographer that I think is, he's a brilliant videographer that I follow. If I don't have the bell icon taps, I don't see what he's posting. People think, but I like him. I follow this guy. I subscribe to him. Why aren't I seeing the stuff? And that's why even within that space... That's why you'll hear it on every YouTube video, like, subscribe, r ring the bell, because organic doesn't work. They can't rely on just the fact that you watch their videos that you'll yeah. see more of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so absolutely right. And so, again, that's something we'll I'll touch on, is the nuts and bolts, the things you physically can do to help yeah. your organic reach. And I think we should probably do an episode on, on LinkedIn as well. Yeah, as, um, as we were saying, we could have gone on and on and on. Yeah, yeah. Can be 35 minutes in, it's yeah. probably enough. But we'll do one specifically on LinkedIn, because LinkedIn evolves. We've seen the stories, you know, it is there. It's not yeah. used a great deal. And there is the sales side of it as well. There's the whole sales inquiry form and then yeah. the events and those kind of things and as well. White papers and articles and video yeah. content. And we'll yeah. do something on LinkedIn specifically because that'll add tons of value, I think. Yeah. Okay, good. Thank you so much for listening to the Journal of a Marketing Agency. Please rate, like and subscribe and catch up with past and future episodes at playfairmarketing.com.